Oh lord. Okay. Let's see what we got, shall we? Ah, bap, bap, bap. Girl, if I told you I love you, that doesn't mean that I don't care. And when I tell you I need you, don't you think that I'll never be there? Baby, I'm so tired of the way you turn my words into deception and lies. Don't misunderstand me when I try to speak my mind. I'm only saying what's in my heart. True love won't lie. But you won't know unless you give it a try. True love won't lie. But you won't unless you give it a try. Give it a try. I sure I sang the wrong words for the chorus. Let's do it again. Cupid won't lie. But you wanna unless you give it a try to love won't lie. But you wanna unless you give it a try, give it a try. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Blackball and Kinky. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Black, Bald and Kinky. My name is Sebastian, I am your host, and I am Black, Bald and Kinky. If you get the joke, you get the joke, if you don't, you don't. So, welcome back people, how have you been? Um, It's been a long time since we had a full episode, but you know why we're having a full episode today? You know why I waited? Because this is International Fetish Day. Yep, that's what they said. Like, every day can't be International Fetish Day. It is in my house, I know it is in yours. So, two things are happening today. You're going to get an episode of this podcast. And it's a full episode, so we're going to do This Is Why I'm Single. We're going to do some fat PT work. And we're also going to have a ratchet and a righteous. The ratchet and the righteous made me laugh so much that I have to share it. I'm sorry because people haven't memed enough in this life. We really haven't. And then we're also going to celebrate the release of a short film by Curtis Blair called The Pleasure of Pain, which, strangely enough, stars uh, a certain podcast host <laughs> who may be black, bored, and uh, kinky. Yeah. So. That is now available on Nowness. Um, you can check it out on Instagram, but I will put it up in the t- taglines or the links in the when I post the podcast. Anyway, let's get straight into today's episode with a This Is Why I'm Single. 
Okay, so first things first, so I want you to come close to the speakers today, put in your headphones, settle back, because I have confessions to be making. One, I'm really, 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 really bored of London boys. They are so London men and the availability of London men is so white centric if you're out that sometimes it just gets depressing and when I say it's white centric I don't mean it's English centric I just mean it centers around whiteness so it's really really hard as a black person that loves your blackness to go out in these streets and meet up with other black people that haven't decolonized their pussy now this has been a theme on this podcast since before it was blackboard and kinky and it used to be called the front room i'm tired now i really am it's been about two years since we've been out in the streets since covid i travel internationally i see how other people treat me in other countries and you know what dan said something similar on the black sorry the loud brown gaze Dan was talking about his experience of being a black person in another country outside of England and how they treat you as somebody of darker skin in other countries. Now, I get that my blackness here is nothing special because there are a high amount of black people out here. But that's what makes it even more frustrating is that I'm walking down the street and there are a plethora of black men out here in these streets and they're all straight and if they're not straight they're femme and if they're not femme they only date white men now I have nothing against black gays that only date white men and I have nothing against black gays that are femme yeah because I've dated femme guys myself but realistically I'm being realistic, yeah? I like a masculine presenting guy. And what? I am friends with friend guys. They are my sisters. They are my family. I just don't want, I don't find them sexually attractive. Now, if you have a problem with me saying that loud so loudly, then cool, you say that. But there is difference between friend presenting in the way that you're thinking it and the way that I am thinking of it because of the spaces that I run in femme presenting doesn't necessarily mean weak femme presenting doesn't necessarily mean submissive and what I have or what I tend to get is people that project femininity towards me as a form of submission and it really turns me off I come from a family of strong black women that get shit done, yeah? So if you're feminine and you can do your shit, I have no problem with you. But when you're using femininity as a tool to be the damsel in distress for me to come and save you, I'm really sorry you're going to be up in the Eiffel Tower for a very long time because this black prince is not climbing off the halls for you. Okay, cool? Okay, cool. So... It's just got to a point now where I'm looking around and I'm thinking, okay, I could be really depressed about this situation here 
or I have to then go to other markets and see what's available to me. I can take this opportunity to be single to travel the world and see what happens to me. I can go on dates with as many people as I like, understanding that it's not necessarily going to mean a long time, but it means that if I want to fuck him, it'd be a good time. So that's all well and cool, but it's been a year now and I'm kind of thinking, are we any more closer to the point where I can say that I've met someone that is of the mindset that they want to date a black guy like me that is also someone of an ethnic minority and then it happened and then I had to reassess my own racial bias because the person that is approaching and making moves is is of Asian origin. Now, he's not East Asian. He's of Asian heritage, but he was born in South Africa. So he's born around, grew up around black people. And a couple of times this guy's chatted to me, talked to me, and the way he looks at me, I'm like, hmm. Is he trying to make friendship here or is he trying to make relationship here? What are we doing? And then the other day I was like, oh, what are you doing? Such and such a time. He was like, oh, I'm free. I was like, well, I want to go to this thing. Do you want to come with me? They're like, cool, cool, we'll do that. And then I walked away from me and I was just like, hold on, what have you done there? Because if, and what are you saying here? Because he's cute, he dresses well, he has a nice beard, he looks apart, you you get on mentally, he gets with you where you're at right now. He's fun, you've seen him being fun in other situations. FYI, this person was at Manchester um, Homo Block as well. So we have common interests, we like similar things. But we also are different enough and we can spark each other and have a conversation. But I do not have to explain certain things about being black to him because he's also an ethnic minority from an African country. So, so, Sebastian, what is going on here? Could it be that after all your singing and dancing and hullabalooing, yeah, could you have some uh, racial bias in you? when you are deciding to look for a partner, which means that you have not yet got to the point where you look outside of black and white as a possible partnership. Now, I fucked people from loads of different ethnic minorities, yeah? But it made me stop and think, have I passed up opportunities to date, to date, people of other ethnic minorities because I have not really, really truly been open to the idea of dating someone that wasn't black, that wasn't white, that wasn't Chinese. Because I dated all of those before and so something similar to what I've already done is it's easy to go back to what you know. So I was like, hmm. And then I assessed and I was just like, 
okay, so if this person was white, in the same makeup, with the same body type, with the same way of presenting themselves, with the same way of talking to you, with the same modality, with the same openness, with the same awareness of himself, would you ask him out? And here's what's really problematic. The answer came back, yes and no. Yes, I will probably ask him out because I've dated similar white guys to him before. No, I wouldn't ask him out now because I am so used to dating guys that are muscular and I enjoy dating guys that are muscular that that is, tends to be the overriding feature that I look for, which is a muscular body. Now, it never needs to be like such. And recently on my trips to Berlin, I've had encounters to, with muscular men, but I've also encountered skinny men, fat men, short men, tall men, and we've had a wonderful time. So I don't know why, as soon as I get back to these shows here, this overriding factor of what I look for in a partner is that he's muscular. Well, I do know, because I like to look across the room and see a nice back, and a pair of tight shorts you know, with a big body, and nice triceps with that whole shoe line. But realistically, is that really helping me? Is it? Is it really helping me? I don't think it is. So this is why I'm single today, because I realize I'm a little bit biased and I need to open my mind to other opportunities that present themselves. Ratchet and the Righteous. Dear God in heaven, I think I said the wrong thing. I said too much on the last section. I know I did. I know it's going to come back to haunt me. But you know what? Growth is growth. And the only way to get better at this is to move forward. So, um, ratchet for this week. There are so many. And it seems to... Um, there are so many plates of ratchetness this week that it's really kind of hurtful but it also so it seems to be centering around one particular argument about one particular group of people and that is trans rights let's take a deep breath in now people and let's start to get into this so scotland put out a bill that would enable trans people to self certificate and also means that they would be able to start that self-certification at 16 years old instead of 18. Which basically means that they will be able to change legal documents so to have their new name instead of their dead name. And also the sex that goes along with the new name. So if you were transitioning from female to male, you have your male name and the male's gender. If you're transitioning from male to female, you would have your female name and the female gender. This is nothing to do with surgery. This is nothing to do with operations. This is simply so that you have a legal document so that if you at 16 are starting to go out into the world of work and you have your national insurance number, your national insurance number, your passport, your documents to go to any GP, yeah, everything will match up to the gender that you are going to be going forward in your life. That sounds pretty straightforward and simple. 
let it be easier for people who are transitioning to transition with legal paperwork so that we haven't got the case of you are transitioning you are transitioning for four five six seven ten years and you're going to get a mortgage of your house your credit score and everything else is in your dead name think about it traveling internationally going to get a mortgage going to open a bank account hell even getting amazon to deliver to you and be able to recite a passcode like it, there are so many things that we do these days with where we use our identity as proof of who we are that just on the fundamentals of living your day-to-day this should be allowed to happen however the jk rowling's of this world and we, it always comes back to her because she's the loudest and most boisterous and most problematic out of all of them the jk rowling's of this world have decided that even though scotland in their good sense to put this law for you us because we're all part of the united kingdom us english people yes we're talking to you because you are the ones that vote in this conservative government we can now stop the bill that's been put through by the scottish parliament and make it null and void because it would have too much of an impact on the laws in every other country because if you had a sensible law in scotland and you don't have a sensible law in england then somebody will take their sensible lawyer to the sensible high court as art for the law to be changed do you know what do you know what do you know what's really irritating about this is because one day after this law was stopped by the UK government yeah the government in Westminster one day after this law stopped it came out that a policeman a male cis straight white serving police officer had been accused of rape of sexual assault not only did he get accused and of rape and sexual assault sorry i should have said trigger warning he also was in a position in the metropolitan police yep them again in the metropolitan police where he had the highest form of clearance for a police officer and this man was carrying a gun you need to ask i don't understand anymore you need to explain to me how all your theories about all the dangers that trans people seem to be able to possess and commit and their danger to society how it is that they are actually the danger because if you're going on about how trans people will be in bathrooms with you and changing rooms with you and toilets with you and men will use that as an opportunity to, to sexually assault people in those spaces then I'm going to say to you I'm sorry love I'm sorry darling I'm sorry sweetheart whatever the most patronizing way I can speak to you is 
yeah or wherever the most simple and colloquial place i can put in so you understand what i'm saying that can't run and you know why it can't run because all these men have to do is go to any charity shop buy one basic black trouser one white shirt go to any fancy dress shop get a policeman's badge and a number stick it on said shirt yeah go to any charity shop get themselves a priest collar and a priest and a black shirt yeah and they have access to you in spaces where you think you are safe which is your everyday life they don't need to dress up as a trans woman they don't need to change their names in legal documents all they need to do is go to fancy dress shops and pick up a policeman's uniform a fireman's uniform a priest's outfit hell a builder's outfit they're knocking on your door with one little bill from british gas and a nice little sticky pack logo like with a and derek's in your house you don't like trans people you don't understand why someone that is male presenting at birth would give up the power and well it is power would give up the power the privilege the prestige of being male to then reassign themselves to a female gender because you believe that being a female gender is less than being a male it's very simple yeah because you never ever hear of it the other way around you never ever hear of them targeting trans males as in female to male transition people it's always the other way around most of the time it's black but, but we are not the danger bobby down the road is the danger jonathan who is sitting next to you on the tube is the danger the nice little white man with the dog that you didn't pull your back to the side when he sat down to you next to you on the train is the danger because you're so comfortable with them because society tells you that they are going to save you and they're not going to save you they are your prisoners you are their prisoners they are the person enforcing these sexual violence onto you on a daily basis stop looking around to see every black man that walks past and moving your back from them the statistics show that it's more likely to be someone that you know yeah and it's more likely to be a young male that is white and straight the relative is whether it be a relative whether it be someone that you know like come on let's stop putting out false information in all the years that we've had these statistics not one of the cases in england has been a trans male to female assaulting a female not one so let's just stop two righteous for this week the first one is <laughs> mental health medication Ooh, child <laughs> ah lord so your host if you don't know takes mental health medication i have done for nearly a year i say i have done for nearly a year me being me 
in my one of my Kanye West moments where I thought I was king of the world even though he drowns in that movie I don't know why I was thinking that I was Jack from Titanic because Rose let you burn and die anyway me being me I woke up one day I thought why do I feel like trash why is everything so hard why are these people so annoying why is it that I feel displaced and when I say displaced for me how my mental health and my anxiety and my PTSD interacts with my body is I will go into a space I will be walking forward and it's like I am on a fairground ride the the whole of my feet just slips away from underneath me and I lose the ability to just focus forward and move I was just like how is this happening again and then I realized oh yeah because your doctor's a fuckery and like hasn't sent you your medication or prescription in the last two weeks so I was like well should I just try and see if I can stay off his meds for a little bit longer and like see maybe possibly if it's time to like come off them like because I was thinking you know it's not that bad and life isn't meant to be perfect and a little bit of anxiety is not going to hurt me as a person you know I've done the CBT I've done the therapy stuff I've learnt the practices I learned how to deal with this. So I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah, we're all we're all gravy. So carry on. Two weeks, maybe three weeks in. So this is now three weeks not taking any medication. And I'm standing in the middle of the gym floor. And this white man has decided that yo, you think you're crazy? Oh, you think you need medication? Well, I'm going to show you crazy, motherfucker. I'm going to show you crazy. So, I start setting up what I need to set up. And he comes over. And I look around. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So, I go off to get a barrier so that I can put the barrier around my client so that it's safe. And because it's a gym, I leave something in the middle of the platform so that people are aware that the platform is being used or at least they are looking for who owns whatever's in the floor so they can get it. They can offer it up to them or can see if they're coming back to use it. So I walk back now with the barrier and this guy picks up my stretching bar that I'm going to use with my client and dashes it like he's dashing a dirt javelin off to one side so i was like eh? okay so i walk onto the platform and I go excuse me could you not throw my stuff it was literally like the teacher in charlie brown this man came up with me so much fame so much energy so much violence that I didn't actually hear a single word that he said. I just heard him screaming at me. And I just looked at him like, you are hopeful. 
as I stand there looking at him, I look across the floor and I see the manager of the gym. So I call her over and I explain that this man is a whole fool. And first of all, because he shouted so much, she thought that we, he was like a customer paying my time. I said, no, 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 babes. No. See, none of my clients, no one that pays me to do my work would ever have the audacity you know, or capacity to ever speak to me like this. Yes? This is one of yours. Yeah? And my client is over there. So she's like, oh, would you like to come over here for me, please? And um, we'll get this sorted out. So, okay, cool. We can carry on. And then, all of a sudden, man starts the same yabba yabba that he's doing to me. He now does to a five foot seven um, girl that's probably a size eight. I say girl, she's a young woman. Yeah, local Olympic things if she needs to, but it's the fact that he's a big girl grind man, shouting in her face. You know when the, that per, white people shout? See, they're changing colours like the colours of the rainbow, yeah? See, they're going red and yellow and pink and green and orange and purple and blue right in your face and all the spit is coming out their mouth. That's what this man was doing. So, I'm just standing there watching, thinking, this man is actually crazy. So, I walk over and I'm going to start to, and then she's like, no, I'm the manager of the gym, the old manager is gone, da 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 when I told you that this man turned on his heels and then decided to do a whole lap of crazy around this gym, he runs up, he runs down, he runs through, he runs back. And then eventually he goes upstairs, shouts at the, comes downstairs, shouts at the receptionist, and he's gone. The most fantastic part of this is that we have these <laughs> long strips of curtain dividers at the top of the stairs and when I say how this man slammed those curtains open like we are dream girl Ooh. like I was waiting for the mirror to be spinning I thought he was going to be like the replacement of Effie the way he flung that curtain open it was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so after this after everything that happens I stood there and I was like Okay, I don't respond to certain things because I've worked in customer service for a very long time. So when something like that happens, I have the ability to go into a place where, because I've been trained to do it, to not amplify their reactions by mirroring their reactions and to diffuse their reactions by being grounded and being centered and to just be repeating words. So literally, I talk to people like they're five years old and if they have a point to say, I repeat the point over and over again because clearly there is no conversation here. There is no exchange here. There is simply, you want something that I cannot give you. You're not listening to me as an individual. So I'm going to repeat my thing, where my standpoint for where I am standing on how I'm looking at the situation because I cannot give you what you want because for me to give you what you want will be a desecration of who I am and we are not doing that. Yes? Cool. So I stood there and repeating myself about four or five times that I'm really sorry but you don't have the right to throw stuff at me. I'm really sorry but you don't have the right to shout at me. I'm really sorry but you don't have the right to speak to me like this. 
Can you move yourself out of my presence? I find you very violent and threatening. Can you talk to me in a manner? Do you want to calm down now? Yeah, no, I'm really sorry. I can't do that. I mean, no, I'm really sorry. I can't do that. No, really sorry. I can't do that. Oh, no, I'm really sorry. I can't do that. Can you take your tone down for me, please? Because I find you very violent and threatening. I'm really sorry. I can't do that. And so on. That being said, there is a point afterwards where you should be back into your body and you should be able to feel what has gone on because the adrenaline has come out of your body and it's come out your fingertips and it's released back into there. And this is the problem with me and not taking my meds is that that ability to just let it go, to just ride it out, to just woosa, breathe and be back into the moment of where I should be is depleted without the meds because that's the whole point of displacement is that I'm not feeling my body in this moment I'm staying in that trauma I'm staying in that past thing that hurt me I'm staying in that past confrontation I'm staying in that past thing that gave me trauma a long time ago and it's if I'm not staying in the one that just happened I'm staying in the one from the childhood memory that got triggered by it so I was like you know what we gotta take a little trip down to Peckham and I'm gonna get me some medication and also I'm gonna get laid tonight because that's the other thing I do to self-medicate I have lots of lots of meaningless sex because I find giving somebody else an orgasm yeah exploring somebody else's body allows me to be present in this world yeah it's one of the reasons why when I'm on my meds, when I'm off my beds, I'm amazing in bed. The connection between me and somebody else, the intimacy between me and somebody else during sex, allows me to ground myself back into the present, which is always helpful to both me and to their bed sheets. That is the second righteous is George Santos's wig. Yes, you heard me right. I said George Santos's wig. Now, if you don't know who George Santos is, Google him. Sit back and look at the shock horror that is American gay life. Because this man is not only gay, he's also a Republican. <laughs> he's also a Republican senator. However, he is a habitual liar to the point where people don't know if he he said his mum died in 9-11 this man said his mother died during 9-11 and she's like oh but am i not here y yes you are mother dear yes you are but you know what we are going to ask george santos to sashay away yes because even though this republican gay senator yeah backs a do not say gay bill in florida yeah this republican senator has not been <laughs> i can't even say this with a straight face this republican senator has now been outed as a drag queen from columbia you couldn't write this up so all this time yeah 
that this man has been in office being the, the gay face of anti-gayness yeah you forgot to mention babes you forgot to mention yeah the wigs in the back i need i need immediately yeah for some of you people that are good at memes yeah to do a rupaul's drag race fashion photo review on juicy santas yeah let's talk about the outfits let's talk about the wigs let's see if he was on point yeah did he meet the challenge did he meet the making challenge i'm sure he didn't yeah now i can't you can't make this up and i am a petty 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 bitch yeah when it comes to things like this george santos is the scum on the bottom of a drag queen sequin not even a shoe i'm talking about when the sequin drop off on the floor yeah and it's just riding around in the dirt in the club yeah and you have to get the henry hoover to come and hoover it up that's what george santos is yeah and the very fact that this gay man yeah who is in a party that advocates for people to not have drag queen reading time because they are it's allowing people to what's it gays to groom children groom children the only person who is grooming any child in here is your priest yeah go on to your church ask him about it it makes me so the hypocrisy is so much that it's unreal so george santos in your wing shantae you stay sashay away you decide yeah <laughs> i really gonna need someone to make a video of rupaul going and i want to see no more fucking h&m in front of jewish santos you know you can off you go people make it happen anyway now it's time for fat pt which will be quite quick this week go back in the gym so people are fucking annoying you know what's really weird about this january it doesn't really seem like there's loads of new people it just seems like there's loads of everybody all at the same time this is probably the first january where um people have had specific times where they can come to the gym because of covid beforehand we had a thing where people were still working at home and could be more flexible with the time so from seven o'clock homewards this gym is a fucking nightmare also you know the gays being the gays because it's january and they all got broke because they all had to have the biggest possible new year blowout as possible their batty their front their mouth their wallets they're now stuck at home with the person in their life that they least want to be stuck up with their partner coming to the gym because it means they've got an hour to get away with them and socialize now me i work here so i will be here any time of the year now some of you girls are making a conscious effort to come because you know new year new me and also you want to start off at the gym before you start on your cycles that's all cool but here's the thing can we all do something for me please can we do the basic thing of can we not bring our bags into the gym yeah can we leave our coats and bags upstairs 
so that we have space and that my big size 13 foot is not tripping over your bags can we can we can we really 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 try to turn off our social media while we are in the gym specifically when we are on machines that we know are going to be needed by other people or are continuously busy on a normal time why are you sitting on the peck fly on your instagram you're not even making selfies i would respect that more if you had the camera out in front and you were filming yourself sitting there sweaty trying to say that you're back in the gym no you're just looking at the screen for five 10 15 minutes enough of this ghetto mentality get off social media when you are in the gym your gains are screaming yeah the rest time that you have while you are on social media is so ridiculous that it's no longer rest time you have just stopped you're not resting you're just stopped and you're watching some woman on TikTok that you have never met. You're probably cussing the woman because she's fat and you think you're the baddest bitch because you're in the gym. Yet you're not actually doing anything. Get off social media while you're in the gym. Happy January. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so that's it for this week. There's no um, recommendations this week. Recommendation section will be back next week with a shorter version of um, This Is Why I'm Single, a shorter version of The Ratchet and the Righteous, and a shorter version of um, I really said recommendations, and a longer version of uh, Fat PT because you've been sending in questions into the Instagram and I'm going to go through them because some of the questions are very similar. So if you have a question that you want me to answer for you in particular, if you're gay, if you're trans, if you're queer, if you're a lesbian, if you're anywhere on the element of he spectrum, <laughs> I know what I said, um, message me. You can message me at blackboard and kinky on instagram you can also message me at 140 percent fitness on instagram seb ed pt on instagram and seb ed pt 140 on twitter i really need to get everything in the line i know don't come for me it's been a long long life yeah and i have to separate some work from like I have to say work from socials but now because my kink work is crossing over to the personal spaces it's becoming a convoluted I know it's convoluted but if you want your questions answered you know where to find me <laughs> that being said everybody I will see you you'll hear me same time next week peace <laughs>